I'm Rev David. Thanks for joining me as I wander through life. What kind of week have you had? It's been a bit of a funny week for me. And by funny, I mean strange. My emotions have been all over the place. And that's been the same for almost everyone that I've spoken to. Life goes on, but nothing's the same. I've conducted a wedding, 30 people, but all in masks. I've visited someone to prepare for a funeral, but couldn't shake their hand. I've led Sunday worship, where we weren't allowed to sing. Autumn is here, and winter is on its way. I feel like I'd like to hibernate for the next six months. Give me a nice warm box with dry straw and let me sleep until spring. But instead, the reality is more like hunkering down in an air raid shelter. I'm trying to be a non-anxious presence to those around me. But everything feels so precarious. Six months into the pandemic, and I think we're all coming to accept that there's another six months to go. How will we get through it? How can we stay strong? How can we summon enough creativity to come up with the ideas and the energy to stay connected, to continue to offer hospitality, to see our way through? I came across this poem just this Saturday. It's by a young Australian poet called Erin Hansen. Have a listen. Life is unpredictable. It changes with the seasons. Even your coldest winter happens for the best of reasons. And though it feels eternal, like all you'll ever do is freeze... I promise spring is coming, and with it, brand new leaves. I've also been thinking about pilgrimage. Pilgrimage, here are three definitions of the word. Firstly, a journey, especially a long one, made to some sacred place as an act of religious devotion. The second definition... A journey, often to an unknown or foreign place, where a person goes in search of new or expanded meaning about their self, others, nature, or a higher good. And here's the third one, which I think is the simplest and most straightforward. It's when we step out of ourselves in order to encounter God. I wonder, can we turn the next six months into a pilgrimage? Can we step out of ourselves in order to encounter God? And what might we need for the journey, for the pilgrimage? A map and a compass, a Bible, a notebook and pen to write down all those deep thoughts and reflections we're bound to have. 
a mobile phone and an internet connection. Can't live without those. Certainly can't journey anywhere without them. Maybe a picnic table and a hamper and possibly a small stove so we can share a meal with people on the way. And we'll need money and clothes and some means of transport. And of course, there's the whole backup team. We can never do anything on our own. In fact, we might think that we need so much that we'll never get round to taking the first step. So let's think again. What do we really need for our pilgrimage? Just three things. One, an open heart and an open mind. How else can we discover new things? Two, a smile to share with others. It's the people we encounter who are our teachers. And thirdly, not even the whole Bible, but just two Bible passages. Let me read them to you. The first, Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I have everything I need. He lets me rest in fields of green grass and leads me to quiet pools of fresh water. He gives me new strength. He guides me in the right paths as he has promised. Even if I go through the deepest darkness, I will not be afraid, Lord, for you are with me. Your shepherd's rod and staff protect me. You prepare a banquet for me where all my enemies can see me. You welcome me as an honoured guest and my cup is filled to the brim. I know that your goodness and your love will be with me all my life and your house will be my home as long as I live. And then the second passage is from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 6, beginning at verse 25. And the title of this passage is Put God's Kingdom First. So I tell you, don't worry about the things you need to live, what you will eat, drink or wear. Life is more important than food and the body is more important than what you put on it. Look at the birds. They don't plant, harvest or save food in barns, but your heavenly father feeds them. Don't you know that you're worth much more than they are? You can't add any time to your life by worrying about it. And why do you worry about clothes? Look at the wildflowers in the field. See how they grow. They don't work or make clothes for themselves. But I tell you that even Solomon, the great and rich king, was not dressed as beautifully as one of these flowers. If God makes what grows in the field so beautiful, what do you think he'll do for you? It's just grass. One day it's alive and the next day someone throws it into a fire. But God cares enough to make it beautiful. Surely he'll do much more for you. Your faith is so small. Don't worry and say what will we eat or what will we drink or what will we wear. That's what those people who don't know God are always thinking about. Don't worry because your father in heaven knows that you need all these things. What you should want most 
is God's kingdom and doing what he wants you to do. Then he'll give you all these other things that you need. So take a smile, have an open heart and an open mind and travel with those two Bible passages, Psalm 23 and Matthew 6. And I think that's enough. These things will get us started and not hold us back. We'll all, we've all got them and they cost us nothing. Where will we end up? Where will this pilgrimage take us? To be honest, I haven't the faintest idea. But hopefully, in the travelling, we'll all come to know more of ourselves and more of our God. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. I will see you next time.